0: You're listening to the Seek Go Create podcast, a part of the SGC network, for those looking for excellence, moving towards success, and creating something new. And here's your host, Tim Winders. Welcome, everyone. This is your host, Tim Winders. And this is what we're calling a bonus episode almost final thoughts from season one of the Seek Go Create podcast. And when I say almost final thoughts, I I actually was going to say final thoughts. But I'm just getting to the stage in life where I'm realizing that final, definitive, absolute thoughts are becoming less and less common. Maybe, again, might be something related to age. Might be just, I don't know that I want to be that definitive. But this is really just, a, I guess, kind of a wrap up and a afterthoughts and just some learning points and And maybe some clarification from the episodes that we discussed in season one. And what a great time we had. I enjoyed it immensely. I will say it was very difficult. This was tougher for me than I thought it was going to be, even though I was not necessarily looking forward to all of it. Just as a recap, if you haven't listened to episodes one through five, what we basically did was had a discussion about all the things that occurred mostly around the 2008 financial collapse. We had multiple companies, real estate companies, valued at over $15 or at least the real estate at that time. We had equity of over $15 million. We had a few other companies that were roughly seven-figure businesses in revenue, and all of them were related to real estate, and all of them collapsed, took a hard hit, disappeared, split off and we split with partners. Many things happened. Bottom line was in, in just a year or two, we didn't have any income coming into our household and it, it created a lot of issues. And so what we've basically done in this season one is talk about how the business was impacted, obviously how it impacted our finances, our family, our spiritual walk, just all types of things. And and I was able to convince or invite or welcome my wife Glory of over 30 years onto episodes four and five. Definitely circle back and listen to those because even if you're not excited about hearing from me, you definitely will enjoy being, as we like to say, glorified, because my wife Glory was on those and somewhat of an interview or conversation that we just had about how how all that went on and other other things we've been through in our married life impacted our children who are now grown and doing well, but how it impacted them at the time and probably left some scars on them that they might might share and might might bring up or might talk more about in future episodes if we interview them and bring them on. But But we just had a great time. Really, the episode five was the one I enjoyed the most. It was just my wife and I talking about our marriage, and it just seemed to focus on A lot of the things that could have really caused major, major issues. We didn't realize it at the time. Looking back, they were extreme struggles, but we were able to make it through them and just hopeful that it might might be a blessing to someone that hears it and listens to it and and might might mean something to you. So so that's kind of a recap. That's what we did season one and enjoyed it. And really, it was almost a let's get started with this podcast, the Seek Go Create podcast. And the first thing that we're going to do is just share kind of our story, background, some history and, and let everyone just get what they want to from it. And that way, also, as we as we get clicking along and pick up speed and and start working on other interviews and topics within the podcast, Some people, like we like to do at times, may want to just go back and say, you know, who are these people and what's their background? And I'd like to know more about them. This season one will allow people to do that. So anyway, well, let's go in. I just there's some things that I wanted to maybe answer or clarify and also maybe a few learning points that have been significant for us that I just want to, I guess, reiterate might be the best way of saying it. I think a question that may come up if someone really listens to some of these podcasts is what what are you doing now? Because boy, things sounded like they were really bad during the financial downturn and four, five, six, seven years beyond that. And you would be correct. You'd be absolutely correct that it was it was rough, it was ugly. But I will say this that currently, right now, I am recording this podcast from the front passenger seat of our 39 foot RV that we purchased a year ago. We gutted the whole inside of it. It's not a new one. It's not one of these big old $100,000 plus motor coaches. It is much, much, much less than that. We were able to pay cash for it and we gutted it, made offices out of it. And my wife and I currently travel and do our work full time mobile while we're in our RV. And that's one of the things, just to give you a glimpse of season two, season two topic is going to be the nomad life and how we've traveled and worked and then started having our businesses grow and and new things started occurring that we were excited about as we started living the mobile, or we call it the nomad life. And so that'll be season two. Just a quick glimpse into that. But I currently am a business coach. I help business owners and executives help them grow, help them help them uh, grow their companies, grow their businesses, their organizations. I enjoy that thoroughly. I have such a passion for coaching. And if anyone's listening to this and you're looking for a coach, I am always looking to add one or two. I, I will say this: that the relationship is important there, but. It's something that we could discuss. So I'm a coach. I do some consulting in the real estate arena and, and other areas because of my background. Consulting to me is more where there's an expertise in an area. Coaching to me, the definition is reaching inside someone and pulling out the greatness that's already there that may be covered up or hidden. And so that's what I consider my role as a coach to do is pull out what's already there. I also am, I guess, an author. I just finished my first novel a few months ago. It's in the editing process, cleanup process. I have started the outline for my second novel uh, that will be not really related, but it'll be kind of in similar genres. People ask me all the time, what type books are they? I kind of consider them modern day parables. They are fiction, but many times they're fiction based on or inspired by something in truth something historical, something maybe biblical, something that may have happened to me or something like that. I do expect this is being recorded in in September of 2019. I do expect that the first novel, which is titled currently The Coach, that title may change, but uh, titled The Coach will be released towards the end of 2019. So I'm excited about that. I'm very excited. I will say writing has been very, very interesting for me. I have struggled with it at times. I am getting better. And one of the reasons that it is most challenging, I kind of joke around is that it's very difficult to put words on paper with two fingers. And I'm, for those that might be seeing this on video, if I'm videoing also, I'm just holding up my two index fingers because I do type with the two finger method. And what that means is I type, 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 and then I usually hit backspace, 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 type, 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 backspace. So it's a give and take, give and take, give and take. And some of you may be able to relate to that. So that is actually what I am currently doing. And it's doing very well. I work with with a number of clients. And most of them, or some of them I've been working with, for now going on three, four years. And I love doing that. And I'm, again, always looking maybe to add some new clients. And so that's pretty exciting. I enjoy that. Also, one other piece of... Uh, information there is we actually run a family foundation that's myself my wife glory and our two grown children are part of it too and our foundation kind of does the same thing we coach consult and help people that are in the ministry people that are helping trying to grow a ministry or we call it advance the kingdom and so we uh, we will we will oftentimes do almost the same things that we do in our for-profit business In the nonprofit, we coach and encourage and help people that believe they've been given a calling to expand the gospel, expand the kingdom, and we will help them do that either financially or with some things like helping them with their websites or helping them with marketing or marketing or just getting the word out. So that is roughly what I do while I am traveling and now doing podcasts and videos here. My wife actually works remotely for a, a bay area tech company mozilla the firefox uh, the firefox um, browser so that's been a great great position for her they're a great company and that company's doing great things as far as privacy and security and uh, they're great that they're out there doing what they're doing and she's excited to be working for them and it's a real blessing she's able to do that remotely they actually have a large percentage of their workforce that works remotely So those are the things that we are currently doing. And we are bringing in revenue that way while we travel and live full time, uh, I guess a mobile lifestyle. And that is very exciting to us. We'll talk more about the mobile lifestyle in future, future episodes, but that's what we're doing now. I think some other people might have some questions about how we, I guess, kind of the downfall that occurred. I didn't get into a lot of details, And, you know, some logistics about about all that went on during that time. And, you know, I, I don't want to totally open up all the doors because I did share that we did go through a season where we were homeless and traveled. In fact, I guess some people might still say we're homeless because we don't technically live in a traditional home or a traditional lifestyle that most people would would say we also did have to go through a, a bankruptcy. We did that. Uh, it was initially done in an effort to try to stay in our home longer. I am not sure if I would do that again, because I know how it ended ended up. I just spoke to a good friend recently that was really doing similar things in real estate that we were doing that during that time and they went through a similar thing where they had a nice home that they were struggling to keep they were struggling to keep their real estate going and they actually went through a long long process of trying to keep their home and after 10 years now in fact i guess it's around eight to nine years total through legal things and uh, the mortgage company doing some things that they shouldn't have done that helped the process they have finally worked out a modification and restructured their loan and they're staying in their home. So we probably could have done things like that, but we just didn't. And I don't know that I have regrets. I know some people probably are going to judge or be angry that we filed a bankruptcy. There were investors and credit cards and other creditors that did not get paid back from all that. I still do have a list of all of those people and there may be a time that I reach out and try to uh, try to get some, some monies back to them. Most of them we have communicated with, and they understand all that went on. And I think most people that were involved with all that was happening during that time, at least now, have some understanding of it. And we've sort of repaired our scars and moved on, but... It is still something that I will say I'm not just incredibly proud of, even though there were many things that were beyond our control. So those are some things that went on there. We were homeless for a season. We did travel. And again, we probably will talk more about that in season two, at least the specifics of it and the logistics of how we did travel. So that kind of brings people a little bit up to speed to what we do now and and what we're actually doing and and all of those things. I, I, I wanted to, I guess, maybe reiterate a few points or learning learnings. I guess that we got through it. Uh, don't don't correct me on the grammar. I know one of my English teachers and some of my teachers from way back when may may listen in on this. But we we had a lot of things that we learned during this process, and maybe with this almost final thoughts. What I wanted to do is maybe just restate some of those that may not have been stated as strongly as they needed to be during the episodes. And the first thing is this, I want to state without a doubt that we would not have come through all that we did were it not for our belief in God, our, our welcoming and inviting Jesus as our savior and all of our spiritual foundation. Now, I will say in many ways that was rocked. We never questioned, but we also had to really dig down and decide what it was that we truly believe. And through that process, we became stronger in our faith even though there were a lot of things we were questioned. And as I think I brought up in episode two, that there were many times that I cried out to God. I said, God, why is this happening to me and our family? And and I, I won't give it away, but you know, God and I had long conversations that I talked about in episode two. And, uh, and I, I learned a great deal from it. And again, as Glory and I talked about in episode five, I believe that we are definitely better off and stronger because of it and so our spiritual walk has really grown and we feel extremely confident more confident and more comfortable might be the best way of saying it with where we are now in our relationship with our with our heavenly father related to that is that we were able to kind of break loose or heal ourselves or purge whatever words you want to use our materialism or our our first world thinking on how important it is to own stuff and to drive certain cars and to impress people i just i want to say this with with as much humility as i can is that i love people Glory and I love people, but we really do not allow what other people think about us to dictate or rule us. And I don't want to say it so strongly as we don't really care. That's not the right way of saying it. But in many ways, that's kind of the way the attitude needs to be. We are not doing things to impress other people. We are not attempting to accumulate things, to buy things, and so what that's done for us, it's allowed us to really lead a simpler life. Now we believe in, you know, having things that we need. And I'm now recording this on a nice microphone. I've got a 27 inch iMac in front of me and I'm sitting in a 39 foot RV, that's our home. And uh, you know, I, I have a few clothes. I, I wear black t-shirts almost all the time, not because that's what Steve Jobs It's just, I've just found that it's easier to just have a simple wardrobe. So, and it just makes life simpler and easier. And, and we are enjoying that thoroughly at this time in our lives. So another thing that that does is it really allows our overhead to get so low that it creates options for us. If there were to be another downturn or adjustment or correction and I could just tell you, it makes it easy to sleep at night. We, unfortunately, and I am not proud of this at all, in O six seven eight, we were increasing our lifestyle every time our business increased, every time our income increased. And what that did was, is it really put us in a situation where we had to continue making money and growing. And as we all learned in 08, 09, 10, that just because something's growing doesn't mean it's always going to grow business finance contracted. And we had a lifestyle that we did not contract it quick enough. And in some ways, we couldn't even make it smaller. Now we are just living in a very small, simple way. And, and we really don't have any desires to change that. So that's, that's really cool. And and we're excited about that, which is, which is really awesome. The next two things that I want to mention are more principles that I do believe we're going to get into more detail on in future seasons and possibly episodes. And there's two principles that I introduced in episodes. I don't remember what they were in season one, but one was the concept of stewardship and the other one was the principle of the storehouse. And I just want to talk briefly about them a little bit more here, give you a glimpse into them, encourage you to pursue these even more because these two concepts, principles, mindsets, whatever you want to call them, I believe that above all else, it's what's impacting us. And we are, we are right now living at such a peaceful in such a peaceful state and we we, listen, I'm not saying we've arrived. I'm not saying that people need to live like we live or do what we're doing. That is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that these two concepts are really, really ministering to us and allowing us to live at peace in finances, in our spiritual walk, in our relationships, even in our business and work. And it is just a very comfortable place to be. I wanna first talk about the storehouse principle And then I'm going to wrap up this bonus episode, I guess, talking about stewardship. And the storehouse principle, as I talked about in one of the earlier episodes, is basically this, and that is that, and if you go back to the Old Testament, Deuteronomy, the Lord basically talks about that he will bless you in your storehouse. And I guess I want to talk about it this way. A few years ago, we started having some money coming back in after we had basically had no money, had lost all income, had lost all our assets, resources, everything. We were at times down to obviously, you know, with debt, negative amounts. And then after bankruptcies and things, we, you know, were, would have $100 or $200 in our bank accounts. And we were blessed that we had some family members helping us. And then we would have someone give us a few dollars and then some money come in from some old business that we had done. And that's really what sustained us. Books that Gloria had written 10, 15 years ago were just bringing a few dollars in every month via Amazon. So we just had money coming in. and And in the storehouse principle, I just kept, I just, this is kind of the way I, The way I begin to understand things spiritually, I just kind of have this conversation. I believe I have the conversation with the Lord. I know some people may not understand that, but I would just have this conversation and I would say, Lord, what do you mean by this storehouse principle? Isn't that like a savings account or what is it? And I believe that he instructed me, he said, a storehouse could be, could look like a savings account, but a storehouse is just money set aside For him, It's designated as his money. And I know some people might go, what does that mean? Is that like the tithe or giving to your church? Not necessarily. It's really the money that's just put away in an account. And we say, Lord, this is our storehouse. If you probably know a storehouse years ago, especially in an agricultural environment, was if you had a crop that you brought in at the end of the year, you would take a tenth of it or 20% of it and you would set it aside and silos or storage so that if you know you needed it or you needed it for seed or different things like that, you would have something set aside for future crops. And I really believe that that is the basic premise of the storehouse. And some people might be listening and say, oh, that sounds just like a savings account. You're saving it for a rainy day. And let me, let me just say, for me, there is a difference between a savings account in your bank and what's designated a storehouse. A savings account is basically fear-based. It's money we put aside for a rainy day. If things ever go bad, you ever have a car accident or a flat tire or need some medical thump, something like that, that is what savings is for. A storehouse is set aside for that time when God may say something like, you know what? They're building an orphanage over in Nepal. It's going to be $20,000 and I need somebody that can put $10,000 down. And you just kind of feel in your heart that you need to be the one to do that. That's what a storehouse is for, in my opinion. And it can mean a lot of different things, but that's basically the storehouse principle. It's more faith. Savings is more fear. And there's nothing wrong with having a savings account. Now, we'll tell you from a practical standpoint what that meant for us is that a dollar would come into our household or our business or whatever, and we would take a percentage and we would put it in a storehouse. We would also put money into savings and you know we would do 10 20 percent. we would also put some in an investment account and what it basically did this kind of goes back to living well below what we were spending which we weren't doing that pre-08 is that we're now living probably on 10 20 maybe even less i haven't calculated in a while of what we bring in and everything else is going into storehouse or savings or investment accounts and things like that That is so liberating and so freeing when that happens. So anyway, I encourage the storehouse principle, study it. There's some books out there on the storehouse principle. I will be teaching and talking about it more in future seasons and episodes. I just somewhat challenge you to research it and look more into that. The last thing that I wanna mention in this kind of almost final thoughts would be that of stewardship. And this is a big topic but I'm going to break it down into more of a smaller, hopefully easier to get your get your head around concept. And that is this. I really believe that for those that are spiritually minded, that for those that believe that we're created for certain purposes and assignments and, and that there's a bigger picture out there, I'll just say it that way, that have a belief in a God and and a loving God that wants the best for us. I believe that we are to operate more as stewards than owners. I think that if you look back at the, I guess, the, 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 the Hebrew or the Jewish system in the Old Testament, for those that study the scriptures and Bibles, they had more of a stewardship mindset. They had things But it was more communal. It was more family. There were things that were almost owned, but it was almost part of the community. We didn't really get into a lot of ownership mentality where we need to have ownership of things. We needed to own stuff. We needed to own homes and vehicles and things like that until the Greeks started developing that culture. And then the Romans and the Greco-Roman culture is really what our first world Americanized and Europe cultures do is that we we really believe we need to own things. We need to own a home. We need to own a car and we need to own a lot of stuff and the more stuff that we own the better we we're going to be and and then of course we own so much stuff then we have to say what do we do with the stuff? Okay, we need another home, we need a car, we need a garage, we need a basement, we need storage facilities to put our stuff in and then all of a sudden we're borderline hoarding and we've got so many things we don't know what to do with it and and, and we know that marketing in our society, that all of the, um, you know, many things on the internet and ads, all those things really fuel that and make it really difficult to kind of back up and say, you know, we don't want to own that much. And, and that's where this bigger concept of stewardship comes in and, and, and storehouse principles a part of it you know, living a more of an essentialist or minimalist lifestyle is a part of it. But it basically says this, if you really believe that you're operating in a blessed life, that you're serving something higher, a higher purpose like your God and and Jesus Christ and we're following after him, then, and if you really study even New Testament scriptures in the book of Acts, we really are more stewards than owners over all of those things that we've been blessed with. So then we have this concept of thinking, if I go do work and I get financial reward for that work, that financial reward, yes, it's it comes to me, but I'm more of a steward of it. And if I'm a steward of it, I need to take good care of it, not blow it, not spend it, not do crazy stuff with it. If I actually am able to own or to have something like an RV or a home, I can say that I own it and I can put my name on the title or the deed, but I'm really a steward of it. I need to take care of it in a different way than I would if I were just owning it. And really, it's even more advanced that. I mean, it spills over into leadership. For those of you that are running businesses or ministries or companies or you oversee or lead people, I believe that you can't say that you are an owner. I think you're more of a steward. You are one that's been blessed and gifted with that, that area of responsibility. And if you treat it like a steward, then I think the mindset is so much different. And, and I think that it will cause us to not be, I'll, I'll use terms like selfish and arrogant and cocky with those type things. I think it automatically gives us an area of humility. And I'm talking to myself here. I was, as I shared in early episodes, when I... When I was going through school at Georgia Tech and coming out of Georgia Tech in the late 80s and then heading to the 90s, I wanted to succeed and I wanted to get my stuff and build my empire. And as we shared in these episodes in season one, we see where all that had, had gotten us to and it's just caused me to really evaluate and meditate and spend a lot of time thinking about that. I am in no way trying to be critical of people that have ownership of a lot of things and homes and all that. I am not saying that. I'm just somewhat saying, I think that when we start thinking in terms of stewardship versus ownership, it starts doing something to our heart and our soul. And it just begins nourishing our soul, our soul in a way that we really can't begin to understand how we think about it. And again, this is, this is something that we're gonna look at more in the future, but just as we wrap up this season, that's what I want you to begin thinking about. That's what I wanna kind of stretch you to start thinking about as a business owner, as a leader, as a minister, as a husband, as a father, as a, like me, about to be a grandfather. What are you a steward over? What have you been gifted with the area of stewardship over? And are you being a good steward? And that's the question that I believe that we need to be challenged with and ask ourselves all the time. So ask yourself that on a daily basis. Are you being a good steward? I have so enjoyed this season. Again, it was a real stretch for me. And I could tell you it was a stretch for my wife to sit in on the episode she did. We did not want to share a lot of these things, but I'm so thankful that we did. I'm thankful for you for listening in. And again, if you've listened to this episode before episodes one through five in this season, you may want to backtrack to get some context. But I thank you if it's been, if it's had some meaning to you, if it's touched you in some way, then we do ask if you're listening to this on a podcast um, podcast forum that has ratings, please rate us and and share us share this on social media or email or the ways that you're able to share things because these are some things we would like to get out we're doing this really just to share with with whoever wants to listen but we do believe that the more people that are able to hear these messages the better off we're all going to be so anyway thank you all again and I look forward to seeing all of you on season two Thanks for listening to this episode of the Seek, Go, Create podcast, a part of the SGC network for those looking for excellence, moving towards success, and creating something new. We are constantly discussing bold new topics and ideas here on the network, so be sure to subscribe to be notified when we post new episodes. We look forward to sharing more with you next time, but until then, enjoy the journey.